0: This is Eva, the Relationship Maker podcast, where we talk about difficulties, uh, we talk about triumphs, mistakes, successes, experiences, and relationships without which we cannot succeed, we need each other. This is not just an interview, but I am asking you to be a part of this adventure and donate. I am the first to commit to do so, since I know that some of the funds will benefit some charities. Here are Sibusiso Vilani's achievements. He was born in the 1970s and uh, is a South African adventurer and motivational speaker, and the author of the book To the Top from Nowhere. An adventurer, marathon runner, and mountaineer, an expedition leader, he has also served as a chief scout of Scouts South Africa. Sibusiso is married and a father of four kids, three girls and a boy. Villani began his working career as a game ranger at Malalota Nature Reserve in Swaziland in 1993. In 1996, he met John Double, who became a friend and benefactor, and who was instrumental in finding the necessary sponsorship for Vilani's Mount Everest summit expedition. Villani started climbing in 1996. He was just 16 years old. By summiting peaks under Drakensberg, 2003, he headed to Himalayas. He met uh, a friend who became a friend, Mr. John Dobell, and he was a benefactor and he was instrumental in finding the necessary sponsorship for Villani to do this expedition. In in 2003, he was uh, the first black African to summit Earth's highest mountain Everest. The summit was successful from the South Side. His success did not go unnoticed because the South African President Tabo Mbeki congratulated him on his achievement. And I quote, this is what he said, in this, he has shown the heights we can all scale in life if we put our shoulders to the wheel and work at things without flagging. Sibusiso, you have done us proud. And he was awarded the Order of Ikamanga Bronze by President Mbeki. In 2005, Vilani reached the summit of Everest again with surf, ran off, and Alex Harris after accessing the peak from the North Ridge, which is one of the most difficult sites. This achievement meant that he he was the first black African to climb the world's highest peak twice and by different routes. Three children charities benefited from his climb. The Birth of 20 research program at Owitz University, the African Foundation, and the SOS Children's Village in Swaziland since this climb Bilani has completed all seven summits in late 2007 Bilani and fellow mountaineer Alex Harris embarked on an unsupported and unassisted trek to reach the South Pole which when they completed the expedition made Vilani and Harris the first South African to walk to the South Pole and Vilani, the, the black person, to do to do so. And I'm going to um, tell you about the seven summits he, um, he conquered, basically. Mount Kilimanjaro in Africa, 1999. Mount Everest in Asia, 2003 south side and the 2005 the north side. Aconcagua in South America in 2006, very busy year. Mount Elbrus in Europe, 2006. Carten's Pyramid, Oceania, 2006. Vinson Massif, Antarctica, 2006. And Denali Mount McKinley, North America, 2008. Villani arrived at the uh, Geographic North Pole in April 2012, this is the final hurdle to become the first black person to complete the three-pole challenge. The expedition was dubbed the Goliath Challenge and sponsored by Virgin Money Insurance in completion of the three-pole challenge and the seven summits. Milani has also become the first African to have accomplished Explorers Grand Slam, an elite title owned only by a handful in the world. All his achievements were not unnoticed. In 2011, uh, Villani was introduced to the Queen of the United Kingdom at the reception at the Buckingham Palace. The reception was held to acknowledge those involved in mountaineering, adventurers, and exploration. And he had with him his friend, Sir Ronald fines after this, Yulani led his first out-of-Africa climbing expedition and guided a team of 11 South Africans up to Aconcagua. This is the highest mountain in the Southern Hemisphere, uh, the highest in South America, and one of the seven summits. He had five of the team members. One of the youngest ones was only 15 years old, Jason Fanon. In two thousand Twelve, Vilani became a fully fledged member of the British Alpine Club. Sibusiso also is involved in humanitarian work. His message is simple, and I'm going to quote: every person has their own Everest to climb. Whether you are prepared for it or not is there challenging you to reach the top, and if he can if he can do it, that in the most dangerous and inhospitable of conditions and against all the odds, so he suggests, can others. In 2006, Vilani has become an African ambassador for Lifeline Energy. He dedicated the 1,113 kilometers he tracked to the South Pole to the Children's of South Africa in May 2008. As a result of this act and hundreds of sponsors supporting Vilani, Lifeline Energy was able to provide 300 lifeline radios to children from Nkomazi district, where Vilani was born. In 2013, Sibusiso became an official ambassador to the Mandela Bengal program, which benefits the Mandela Day School Libraries. He believes that the future entirely depends on the education of children, their access to information, to broaden their thinking and understanding of the ever-changing and challenging world. Vilani is also a patron of the Global Offering Project, which is um, an organization that raises awareness about the environment. Vilani founded a running club uh, called Born to Win. He has also hosted the radio show, My Climb, Your Climb, uh, 1485 radio. Today he does, uh, he interviews black achievers about the challenges they face and overcoming in their careers and life, he's a patron of the un- Endangered Wildlife Trust conservation leadership group. And after all these amazing achievements, here is Sibusiso Vilane.
1: <clears throat> hi, hi, everyone. <clears throat> thank you very much indeed for having me again, and thank you for such an in-depth uh, introduction. We oh, we haven't missed any anything at all. Um, I will help you how to pronounce the mountains where I started in South Africa. It is called the Drakensberg. The Drakensberg mountain range. It is one of South Africa's longest range. Which, if you look at its history, it starts from Zimbabwe, stretching all the way south, passing through South Africa, Swaziland, and Lesotho. So the, the, the majority of the with were in the kingdom of Masutu. And that's where I started uh, doing little hikes. Then fell in love with uh, with the outdoors, particularly wildlife and nature hiking. Because when I was a kid growing up, I was never really exposed to doing such. And that's probably why I don't want to stop. And then the other point is my family. There are six of us, being my wife and the four children. Uh, we've I've got four children, and the the plan for us is to do this little advent that we want to embark on together. And yes, you're very correct. Uh, from when I started climbing mountains, big ones, Everest, the, the Seven Summits, uh, the, my mountains you mentioned, and the walk to the South Pole, and the Trepa Mandela exhibition that I do every year, they are all to try and inspire a generation of young people who believe in themselves and who, who explores the outer world who outdoors and realize that the world is so vast that there's so much to do. And, and as such, at times we do raise resources, the eating money, the are eating century towels or shoes for other organizations that are supported, or even, um, those old-fashioned wind, wind-up radios, which, we, which we, we raised when I was walking to the South Pole, just to use them as an educational tool in very rural well Africa. So, so my energy of doing stuff comes from inspiring a continent and a community in the world of people who believe in themselves or so know that they are here not just by chance, they are here for a reason or for a purpose. And if I can play a role where inspiring inspire them in a way or the other, then I will do what I do. So very grateful to be here. Thank you very much.
0: Yeah, I forgot that. That's the most important. And every year on the 18th of July, Nelson Mandela's birthday, you're climbing Kilimanjaro. And yeah, it's all the donation, everything you have done. And I think that's extraordinary, you know, to keep the kids, special the young men have that confidence so how was 2020 for you 2022 for you uh did you have any challenges uh, because i don't know how africa was if it was also closed down what did you do this um, in 2022
1: yeah 2022 was the year i called bouncing back because i, I I believe that all of us have been crowded by this COVID-19 and 2020 was a year that never existed, leading on to 2021 and things that it's uh, easing off a little bit and then travel was being allowed and then we started seeing people coming into the continent and us being able to go out to other parts of the world. So there was a little bit of a good start towards the end, but Mm -hmm. last year, 2022 for me was... A year, I said, well, I don't think I will have to complain about COVID anymore. It's something that I need to embrace and and appreciate and accept the fact that it existed and it was time for us to see how best we can use the years going forward. And um, I was very determined to keep my energies positive. And I said some small personal ambitions and, and goals, mainly my running because I run a lot. Which helps me a lot. And uh, I ran some ultra marathons, 50 kilometers to 90 kilometers. In fact, I think in February last year, I ran my first desert marathon or challenge, which was to try and run 207 kilometers within wow. 50 hours, which, which I did in, 50, in, in 40 hours. So, a plan wow. that was also channeled towards raising awareness about in a boys' academy in Cape Town called the Heroes Academy, where again we are trying to, to model and, and inspire young boys to grow up to be responsible men, particularly in South Africa where there is a lot of gender-based violence been perpetrated by men. So we are trying to say to sort of change the narrative and I use that distance to raise awareness about that, that challenge that we are facing. So that was the start and I was very lucky to have, after having to do stuff virtually, being, I, I, I've done a couple of talks in 2021 where I was sitting right here in front of my desk and speak to myself for 40 minutes, hoping that there was an audience on the other side listening, which was fascinating at the same time, but frustrating. So last year, 2022, I was able to get a few gigs where I was on site and I still was able to look at and stand in front of an audience and share my my inspirational and story so that was quite delightful I did um, I I guided two Kilimanjaro crimes the chair for Mandela one which we do annually during the month of July which celebrates Nelson Mandela and the summit on his birthday that is what we use to raise awareness um, about this flight of girls uh, lacking uh, sanitary Towers in the very rural south africa and i think it has become a global a challenge we've observed because i think it is also in the u.n where they say that probably about many a big percentage of girls miss out on their schooling schooling hours during their periods and we want that not to happen we want resources to be put in place and we've been doing it for the, in fact, the last year I think in two, we celebrated our 10th anniversary of the Czech exhibition. We've been going on full-on energy for 10 years, believe it or not. So I did two of those, and one was in August during Women's Month away in South Africa, Women's Days on the 9th of August. And when, on the 9th of August, a number of women that are led stood on the summit of Kilimanjaro saying, we are women and we are empowered, which was such a delight to see as well. And then obviously towards the end of the year, I started winding down, running a few marathons, and then this idea of um, of, my, of this year anniversary and then came to my mind, and I thought, well, this is the year that we need to do it. But 2022 was a, a year that was filled with positivity on my side. Um, I did quite a lot of things personally and achieved personal goals that I've set. Not as much as I would have loved, but yes, it was a year that I cannot really complain about. I was so looking forward to it to go away so that I can uh, focus on this year, which I'm very excited about.
0: I know. I remember the Mount Kilimanjaro, the date 18th of uh, July, because it's my son's birthday, too. So it's, I, I will right. never forget. So it's very interesting. A little bit different uh, um, years, but, you know, who, who counts the years? It doesn't matter. And how does look at uh, the 2023? What are you intend to do? What is your plan?
1: 2023, five days into it, uh, it's been exciting. But the biggest plan for me, because um, I couldn't raise enough sponsorship personally to go and climb any other big mountain, that is why then when I sat back and I thought, well, you have failed to raise sponsorship of any kind to climb the big mountains you want to uh, climb as you, maybe it is time Mm -hmm. we become content with that, even though I hate to say that I'm content about anything, because I mean, as long as you live, you still have to be ambitious. So I came up with this idea. When Mm -hmm. I worked things out, I realised that this year, on the 26th of May, believe it or not, it will be 20 years since I climbed Everest for the first time. And I had always uh, thought about it and I've always mentioned it to the media that if there's one thing I hope to do with my family it was to take the entire family and track with them to Everest Base Camp purely to show them the physical mountain because I don't hear them saying they want to climb it and I've never seen any interest all. <laughs> but it was just my wish to say one day you've got to see this mountain which has become part of your history as well. And it was such a delight when I started sharing with them the news and the idea that all of them said, we, we will be interested to join you and we are looking forward to it. And then to my surprise, even their mother and I said, oh, of course we, we need to do that. But I think they realized the storyline, it's huge for us as a family. And I don't think there will be many um, families coming from my African continent uh, from our very own uh, sort of rural places where we come from, that we think of doing this and that we we'll probably have an opportunity to do it. That is why I'm so excited about it. If I don't achieve anything else this year, if I just achieve that that goal of taking my family, tracking with them to base camp and I running the marathon down on the 29th of May, it will probably be one of those that will rank highest in my life of achievements or so If if I can achieve that. So that is the biggest plan. I've already obviously penciled down dates for Kilimanjaro's, the two confirmed and the other two that are about to be confirmed. So it would be amazing that I would pull up. If I get all four before the end of this year, I would have summited Kilimanjaro about 36 times because I've been 32 times on the same mountain, which is quite remarkable, bearing in mind that I summited to Kilimanjaro August, 1999, when I never thought I would go back again. And here we are today, talking of more than 30 summits of the same mountain. But people ask me, how do you do it? I say, well, I do it because it gives me the energy to help other people to achieve what I've achieved and to see other people following my footsteps and, and say, and me being the leader and guide, that is so fulfilling.
0: You have an amazing family. I mean, your wife is amazing. is supporting you and being able to let you live your dream, which is not just a dream, but is a purpose. And I would like to know, I know there is a lot of preparation before you climb and it's almost six months of preparation, right? How much usual you need to be able to, to be comfortable to bring the people to climb? How, what is your goal uh, at the end? How much money you need to raise?
1: Thank you so much. Yes, um it starts it would start with the with the training part of it, and and that we would do here in South Africa. We would not go anywhere else because again, accessibility and um costs and all of that. In fact, maybe it would have been ideal for us to try and find the Kilimanjaro before Ever Space Camp, but no, we're not gonna do that. We, I believe, we've got a good resource here in South Africa, where we should be able to train adequately and enough. In fact, about in twenty eighteen, when I went to Everest for my Nelson attempt of at the mountain, I had invited a few people to join, and I was joined by four people who were not climbers; they were just hikers, and they were able to give us. I I have a total confidence that with the training that I'm, I'm planning that we do, we should be able to do it. But obviously the biggest challenge or the biggest question is always how are you going to fund it? And that is the that has been my biggest headache at the moment. And obviously, I've been uh, mentioned to many people, including whoever, to say we're looking for help and the who is willing to can support. But if in monetary terms, for one to achieve this goal at for all six of us to be able to go where we have put uh, the the travel, the, the flights, the expedition fee, and move back over the twenty days that we'll be there, we will be looked after. We are. We need a general support of, of about hundred thousand dollars. It's hundred thousand uh, dollars, and that will see us achieve this, which is a, a massive amount of money. I understand that. That's why we are coming to very kind-hearted people to donate whatever they have and whatever they can to help us achieve this big goal for us.
0: Everest, the movie was on and I'm like, I have to watch it. I was thinking of you. And the, the it's not really your body that, that does the work, but your mindset, if you believe you can, you're going to be able to achieve and... I the, that in that movie they were talking about the four people who died at the Mount Everest. So it's it's really you putting your life in danger, but you have this passion. But what is the age of of young people who are going to go with you, and and what do they learn?
1: So so in the family, uh, I... The, the the children that I have the youngest will be sixteen years old. That's my, my youngest daughter, my last one. Then my son will be about twenty one, twenty two, and my middle my middle, my middle daughter she's twenty six, and then the, the big sister is just 10 to thirty this 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 November. So so that is that those are the ages. But the youngest would be sixteen, and then Nomsa and I obviously hovering towards our fifties. It's it's going to be a very big. And and diverse in ages, but which is very fascinating. Um, but for for people to check to base camp, those are the sort of very standard ages because the the youngest to summit the mountain, we're not going for a summit attack. We're only going to the base, but we'll be able to see the mountain and the summit. I'll show them that that's the way I went up. And that and will that is the joy for me to be able to stand at some point and just show my family how 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 i went up to the top of the world um the youngest is 14 years old so i thought i would be two years older for the summit Um. so yeah. that's goes to show uh, but it is it is not a walk in the path and they i tell them that this is not going to be an easy track so you need to start seriously and i haven't seen that seriousness yet but i'm going to start pushing them to train prepare very well for it because it's gonna be gonna be it's gonna teach them that it does not success does not just happen. You've got to to end it and you end it through hard crafts, through hardship, overcoming your fears, overcoming your limitations, and overcoming your self-doubt. So I believe that this is what they learn. Um I want to make a quick example. I took my firstborn daughter to Kilimanjaro a few years ago. I think for me personally, when I'm, when she went up that mountain, she didn't know what it would take her to get to the top. But when she found herself slugging along, coughing and coughing, and refusing to give up and eventually summiting, it taught her the one lesson that you've got to work hard to achieve. And, and I think it sort of changed the way she thought about things. Went on and brought herself to a law, for a law degree and for seven years, I never had issues you just got stuck with because you blend the lesson in the mountain. Like, if I am to achieve, I've got to put in the effort and the energy. It won't just happen. tracks like Kilimanjaro and other mountains in, in Everest or any other adventure, they teach you that. And I think it is also a journey of self, Um, what is the word? Self-identification or self-identity or self-recognition because you are able to identify your weaknesses and your strengths on a mountain, and it exposes you. And, and I always say to people after a hike, if you come down, or if you finish a train, and there are aching muscles, those are the ones that are a weakness. So the next time you train for a hike, those are the ones you need to specifically focus on, because those are indicators that that part of your body is weak. It needs to be strengthened. So, so you are able to identify there's a lot that you can learn on mountains I think I I I have no I, I I really have no fear of calling it the best university one can ever go to or attend when it comes to life there is no other Institute in the world that can teach you about life lessons than adventure and then mountains
0: you are absolutely right I can imagine when you get on top as as a young Lady or a young gentleman, that that achievement it going to follow you through your life and and um, make you proud and see that nothing is impossible because that is very hard to uh, to achieve what you have achieved and I think I I don't even know what to say but I'm so in awe of you I'm I'm following you also on uh, Instagram on Facebook. And I see like you're running again, you're doing this again. And I'm like, how does he have the energy? But when you love something so much, I don't think it's is a is work, but you really determination and, and teaches them like if you keep on going, you don't people give up too fast. But if you keep on going and you take that next step, that next step, you're going to win in life, right?
1: Oh, absolutely, that's that exactly, that. Eva. and uh, and uh, you're not the only one that asks me the same question. And uh, thank you for the following, thank you for the comments as well every now and then. It means a lot. Um, I, it is about being passionate about it. And for me, I think I realize that at the age where I am right now, there there's so much that is out there that can be done. But I realize that I will not be able to do everything in, in the life that I still have left. So that's why I don't stop because I don't want one day to say, I wish I could have. I mm-hmm. do want to to sit down and say, you know what? With the life I got given or blessed with, I did my best and I'm happy with that. So that's why I'm just going everywhere. I don't want to, that question or that sort of feeling that I let myself down uh, because I know this is an opportunity for me. And the fact that I am able to use these expeditions and my story to inspire other people, to have a self-belief, as you say. Um a big mountains have taught to me that a person is only the limit and, and the impossible only exists in their minds when they think about it. I think Nelson Mandela put it nicely and wisely when he said it always seems impossible until it's done. So, so Mountains teaches us that, um, that you've got to do it, you've got to try stuff. You can never sit down and say, Oh, I can't do it, which tends to be the norm these days when you speak to a young person, you say, I ah, do you think do you think you can do this But like, ah, I I can't possibly do it. Instead of saying, you know what, I've never tried it before, but I would like to give it a go and see how it goes. Those of us that have grown to that level of thinking and influence and experience, we know you've got to try and fail, and even after having failed, I still refuse to accept that a person can't. I say you fail because you did not put one and two together. It's something that you've not done properly, and, and, and that's why you failed. If you went and did the research to find out, how could I have possibly done it? You would definitely have to find an answer. So you want people to think at that level, where they realize that you don't fail in life it's because you've not put enough effort that things didn't work out the way you thought
0: I don't believe in failure. I think they are all lessons because you try, but if you think you failed, it's like, okay, I'm, I'm not going to succeed. But if you say, okay, what, how can I do it differently to be open? And then you do it again and you do it again. Not, I mean, just think about a kid, a baby. How many times falls down till it learns how to how to uh, walk? Right, crawls, walks. They never give up. But we have this mentality: if you don't succeed, and uh, you, it means that you are not good at it. it. It doesn't mean doesn't mean that you are not good at. You didn't try hard enough.
1: Of course, that, that's that's an absolute truth, and and the analogy or the example of a baby is like that. I been see you and I as a parent then stop the child from trying and then we say, ah, oh, you're going to fall and all of that. But by that time, they don't care whether they fall and they will get up and try. And I think that's the attitude we can all adopt, that it doesn't matter. In fact, again, bringing in Mandela is it doesn't matter. it doesn't matter how many times you fall, as long as you don't stay down for too long. You need to get up and keep going and keep trying. And if you do that, you certainly will. I succeed because, as you say, it's, it's learning. If you fail, there's lots of lessons there. It's just a matter of going back and sit down to review and try and ask the questions, how did it not work? And how could I then make it work? And there you, you will definitely come up with answers there. We learn the question of, do we learn and apply the lessons you've learned? Most of us don't, which is uh, which is which is so sad."
0: And the one thing we do with kids, we encourage them. Okay, you can do it. Oh my God, you know, the excitement. So it's no way they're going to not be successful of what they're doing. Uh, Dr. Wayne Dyer had uh, this little story. I'm I'm just going to tell you the importance. One of the kids was pushed down by a bully and says, how come you are uh, not crying or something? says, well, I'm still in a good place to look up. <laughs> so, you know, it doesn't matter what happened. It's like how yeah. you have people, we have we have options and we have choices. And yeah. what, what you choose is going to happen. You're going to be a victim or a victor. Because many people, they are thinking that, oh, I'm a victim. I I cannot. People don't believe in me. But having someone like you who guides the young people and says, you know what, you can do it. Let's try it. Let's do it and push them in a certain positive way. And I just can't imagine how rewarding that experience is for a young, a young man or a young lady to know that, you know what, I can do it, I can achieve it. And I know that you have your kids with you. And I so want to Here, what they think of you? Do they know that you are a legend, and you also, (laughs) yeah? So, can you bring your kids? Can they come to the?
1: Yes, Uh, we will have to. We'll. I will bring them one by one. So the first one. uh, The the first one would be my first one daughter. Her name, well, her her name is Tatayu, but she. she, We can call her princess, princess because she likes that. Yeah. Okay. She will come and take. take What is her name? And I, and he he what name is Travine, uh, but uh, but his uh, other name is Princess. Princess. princess, okay, she, she come she on, Princess.
0: <laughs> hi, hi, Princess. Hi. It's so nice to uh to meet you finally. Your dad was talking about you all the time. So, do you think your dad is a legend? Yes.
2: Do you? <laughs> so. Yes.
0: Are you proud of him?
2: Oh, very. I'm very proud of him.
0: Good. Are you looking for uh, for having this family, uh event yes, and family, ex- yeah adventure? Yes, 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 Is he hard on you guys, uh you girls, uh, when it comes about climbing, about making sure there are not too many mistakes? So be- because he's responsible. Yes, he is very responsible, but
2: he's not hard. I would say I think he's rather more encouraging and um yeah i just think it's more it's more uh like you know encouraging us to do it as opposed to being hard on us and like maybe forcing it on us or
3: anything like that
0: so you think you're going to follow in his footsteps and you're going to uh keep certain things like um Empowering children or empowering youngsters? Do you think you're going to be involved in any of the aspects that he he's involved with? I'm not quite
2: sure. I would love to, uh, especially with youngsters, But I don't know if I can say that I will follow him
0: Not. I mean, you you are not going to be him, of course. I mean, you are an individual on your own. But I, I was just curious that if you're going to climb mountains, if you're going to, uh, how did he influence you to be a better person and to do certain things that they are important in, uh, in the world, in life? I think
2: he's motivated me definitely in my way of ever. I mean, um, just watching him and, playing, uh, games and achieving everything, one of his goals has made me want to do the same making sure that I, I have the of my own and having to make my own goals and wanting to achieve everything mm-hmm. yeah, So I think watching him um, and seeing everything that he does is definitely a motivation to me and everything else that I do.
0: What is your plan this year? Where are you going? What is your aim? Your, what you like? I would definitely think one thing, one of my goals was to definitely to make
2: sure that I or we see to it that we achieve um, uh, the uh, plan to go to Mount Everest, like at the base camp. And mm-hmm. kind of, we've got this one to be part of it and make sure like, that we achieve that goal. So that's one of my goals as well, so I think I need to be training and getting, and getting into the right uh, angle of the capacity everything else, as well as uh, then we work my personal goals for the is just to make sure that I get better at my uh, job, as a can say that. I'll listen to my own so I'm working on that. So it's that and making sure that you make with uh, plan
0: with us. That's excellent. I I just can't wait. I if I'm still here, uh, I wanna hear everything after you have done have been at the Mount Everest summit to see what you think, how you feel, what was the experience, and if it gives you something different than what you had so far in going forward in your life. I'm hoping that you'll still be here to hear the good news everything <laughs> uh-huh. the
2: experiences. Um I I just believe that every single time you go out there and you go to an adventure, um, as you previously mentioned, I've done um months and definitely you do not come back the same like with your mindset and everything else. It kind of changes you. I think that nature changes you. You get to experience um, beautiful moments where you look down and you're know, quite as amazing with everything. That is um, when you are up, well, like for example, at the summit, summit of Mount um, Kimanjaro, you get to really, really, and see for a lot of things. So I'm pretty sure that that experience of that method changed quite a lot. Um, and now I'm in like, physical, emotional, and spiritual well
0: I'm so happy I had the chance to meet you. Thank and I wish you good thank luck. You. And <laughs> uh, yeah, definitely looking forward to hear everything that happens uh, this summer. And, uh, you know, and yes. let's talk yeah. again. Okay.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I cannot wait. I hope everything goes well. And then we get to have this piece and I'll come back with a little feedback. Too.
0: Thank you. I'm looking forward to it. No, can I talk oh, to your so brother much. too? Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Hi.
3: Hello. 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 Oh, How a, are you? Good, thanks for yourself.
0: I'm going to ask the same question. Do you think mm-hmm. your father is a legend?
3: Someone, yes, definitely.
0: Are <laughs> you proud of thinking.
3: him? Yes, yes, I am, indeed. Um, I think it's, it's always been something, that, uh, I mean, himself, someone I looked up to, um, having achieved what he did, and like being, being the first person to do, or first black person to do it. And, uh you know, this whole story is upbringing and talking to the culture, to how it gets all of that, it's incredible. So, yeah. yeah. So
0: are you excited about uh, joining him this summer?
3: Definitely. Definitely. Definitely.
0: Are you going to climb?
3: Uh, hopefully.
0: Hopefully. hopefully. Yeah. Depends uh, how much he works you to be ready for that event, right? Yes. No,
3: of course. Um, I, I think I did a hike earlier this year up the for. And that was bit challenging. So of course, going up and uh, you know better, better preparing myself this time around because I, I think I underestimated how hard it actually is and how much of the body it actually consumes. Um, in terms of using all your muscle groups as well. And so I think I learned a few lessons on the last one, and I hope to better prepare and train myself this time around.
0: But you know everything is here. It's like sometimes yeah. your body says, "Okay, just leave me alone," and your mind says, yeah. "No." I can do it. I'm going to go yeah. for it. Are you going to do uh, more climbing?
3: Or... The smaller ones. The smaller ones. I think Kilimanjaro would be the highest, I think, my most ambitious um, climb that I'd want to do. And uh, a lot of the other smaller hikes and you know, smaller trips, I definitely want to do more of. Uh, but nothing as extreme as it was. <laughs> <No>. yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, a bit, it's a bit extreme. Maybe once, but not, not more than that. But...
0: Not just now. Now, you yeah, you have to like he he took it. He didn't take it slowly because he yeah. was the fourth one, like Everest. It's like what? <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah, he, he agreed to it before he even knew what it was. So I mean that that says something. Yeah. At least we have an idea of what it is now, and we understand it more. We've seen the dangers of the architecture, And so it's still a risk. I um, mean, uh, the fact that people go there really, um, and some actually still don't come back it's quite something. So I think, yeah, I think it's one of those one of things that slightly crazier people get up to. You.
0: Do you think that climbing and achieving certain things that you you put out in life, it gives you more it makes you more confident? It gives exactly. you that I can do whatever I want because I achieved this amazing big big step that I, I put for. I
3: Yes. Yeah, I think it's just it's just like most other challenges. So doing the little challenge, I mean, it's a big challenge, but overcoming that, I think gives you the, the mindset to think that you can accomplish anything else as well. So I think um, summiting a, a mountain like your so any other mountain, really, one. getting over that and seeing that you can kind of break your, your limitations. Whatever else you go to thereafter, whether you work, business, whatever you turn to thereafter, I think it gives you a little edge and confidence to you. Core and think that you can do it. And so I think it's, it's it's more than just an answer. And timing is also important, more than just timing. I think it's a whole life philosophy that happens while you're doing this. So
0: you're so smart. You so you're so <laughs> smart. It's true. It's the limitations, it's only what you create for yourself. It's nobody can tell you what to do or how to do it. I mean, how to do it, yeah, they can help you, but. Of course. Uh, it's if you give up you give up you never give up are you involved also in some of the charitable works that he does are you involved with young uh, young uh, men or women yeah. to help them
3: for me it's always been more on the conservation side so he's uh you know game ranging wildlife you know the side of things that's what i quickly picked up on so I of did a of community work in conservation you know, environmental um, awareness and stuff like that, keeping youth in the local community. That's where I was more involved in. Um, uh, just to get a liking to to the nature, and, and so that's that's what I myself
0: do,
3: and I, I hope to carry on doing more of that as well.
0: Do you help yeah. recruiting the youngsters to come to uh to climb or to be a part of whatever you are doing?
3: Yes, I think that's I think it's an important part. But uh from, from where they grew up and the, what they know, something like climbing a mountain isn't always something that they can really comprehend. It's, it's just outside the the norm. You know, if you're growing up in a local community, yeah, it's just the last thing on the mind. Uh but you know, putting it out there and making them more aware of what's out there and uh, what they can go out and experience is so important because only then will they understand that they can be and do so much more than what's you know been given to them or taught to them.
0: When you look at movies and you look at certain people, they have done it. You say, "Oh, yeah, they done it. They uh, they did the work," but nobody realizes what it takes really—the mental strength that it takes to uh, to do uh, what uh, what he does, what you guys are doing. So, I think it's incredible. <laughs> how is how you see twenty twenty three? What what is your uh, your plan for this year?
3: I actually head off to Rwanda. Uh, well, I leave Nilsberg for Rwanda tomorrow and I'm pursuing my further studies, but I will hopefully come back for the time. Uh, but most of my year this year will be off, you on know, furthering my education and you know, putting me in a place where I can also have more opportunities later.
0: Oh, excellent.
3: Yeah. Excellent.
0: You are so, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, like I know I met your dad uh, more than a year ago on clubhouse and it uh, I was intrigued by him and I said oh my god and after so it's nice to see you what an amazing young man you are <laughs> and um, that you care and really you're doing some of the works that they are so important yeah. so
2: yeah. Right.
0: thank you for coming up and talking oh, to yeah. me yeah. it was such a pleasure to meet uh meet you and the family and your mom is an amazing woman to to be the support of everybody so
3: appreciate it
0: thank you can you put back your dad
3: <laughs> thank you.
0: you and good luck to you oh my amazing amazing young kids you have i mean you know what i it's remarkable because these days People, like give up, or uh, or they found reasons not to do something, or you know they are not, they don't have that strong family uh, connection, and um, it's just a testament to you and your wife of how you raise your kids. It's um...
1: yeah, well, thanks, Eva. Well, I think I think it obviously uh, comes from the fact that both my wife and I came from disjointed families, and I think. Both of us had this this dream or wish of having a family where the children will grow up under our leadership and guidance up until such time that they are able to move on with their own lives. So that's what we've been channeling our energies towards. And uh, I'm very grateful and thankful that she's she's mm-hmm. been able to to have the energy and the tolerance and and. And the appreciation, and, and then here we are today. So yeah, we we feel very very blessed. It is a humbling feeling when you when you look at it with uh, with the eye of your heart, because it's different looking at it from outside. But when you look within, then you just realize that it's an achievement that is quite rare these days.
0: How many people you expect to be with you at this uh, summit at this uh, place do you have already people signed up
1: we yes we we don't have um commitment as yet but i think in in the list of interested people um i have about 10 already who are interested i don't think that many will join because of the financial implications because i'm not going to try and even raise any money for anyone Uh, they have got to try and raise their own sponsorships and all but i'm just trying as much Mm -hmm. to raise for for my family i'm hoping that we get at least 10 people joining it might be more who knows because in the list of interest i think i've got about 15 of us on paper at the Mm -hmm. moment which Mm -hmm. which would be amazing but it is the storyline that will be much more attractive uh, having to celebrate with us Um, our 20th anniversary of the first ascent at the base of Everest. I think it's just historic on its own.
0: How can people sign up?
1: Because I'm I'm on all the social media platforms, Instagram and and, and Facebook. People can direct message me there. Or they can also log on to my website, which is www.civicesofillani.co.za. And and then there's a message, leave a message box there where they can leave the messages to say I'm interested in joining you your trek to Everest Base Camp. And they will be very welcomed, and we will accept them.
0: My question is, how much money they need to join if, for this adventure? Okay, I'm not talking about the plane tickets because that's a different thing, but to be there and because you have to pay sherpas and yeah, yes. right. So, so there is a cost.
1: I've worked out a a fee with my my connection in Nepal. It is $3,200 per person for ground logistics when they land in Kathmandu. And then the domestic flights and all their meals included in there. And then the trek to base camp with us included in that as well. So, and then it's four nights accommodation in Kathmandu because we'll be two nights before we leave. And mm-hmm. then um for them for the for the track and then two nights before we leave for home i think it's quite it's quite generous even though looking at it from from other points of view it's it's one of yeah this that's a fee that is pretty much within the standards but i'm, I'm not commercializing it and hence why it is about that, at, at that uh at that fee because the commercial mm-hmm. ones then would probably you are looking at this maybe five thousand or more but for us it's not a commercialized expedition It's just people to come and celebrate this moment with us, which is uh, is, um, is remarkable, quite amazing.
0: And you know what? The one thing we learned the past three years, that life, you never know about life. You never know what's going to happen. And if anybody wants an adventure, I think this is the time, because we don't know what next year is going to be. We, We don't know anything But I think it would be such a a life achievement for anybody who would like to to join you, be there and and just see the magnitude of this mountain and and Mm. the nature. I think it would be incredible. And $5,000 is nothing if you think people take uh, cruises, Mm. whatever, and they are expensive. And this is one in a lifetime uh, event that they can participate. So... I, I definitely encourage people who have the money and they want to have this adventure, this amazing adventure, to really get in contact with you because I think it's it's something they're going to remember all their lives.
1: Oh, absolutely! I agree. I think it will be it will be worth worth their money uh, because I mean they will have the opportunity to also listen to our story, our journey of where it all began and, and and then me being there with them i think it's one of those very rare opportunities and moments and definitely um whoever is interested they're welcome to join us and it will be such a delight for us to have them and to host them and check with them sharing our inspirational journey stories
0: and where they can send you the money to sponsor you
1: when people are willing to donate, then they they make the the inquiry was which which account in the quarter portal dollar account where they can uh, transfer or put money to, and so it would be just like that because we don't there is no link which where people can click to say donate. We don't have a system or a portal like that. It is by requesting the bank account and then I give them that.
0: Uh, to get it in your account and um, you going to let people know when it's close to uh, to the event how much you raised and if you need more raising, okay?
1: Oh, of course, absolutely, absolutely.
0: Thank you so much for being here. Thank you to your children to uh, be brave enough to step up.
1: Yeah, well, thank you very much, Eva, for talking to us. We thank you for your time and we thank you for your support always. Thank you.
0: I'm so uh, looking forward to see what's going to happen. And uh, I keep people informed. So we're going to talk just before, if I'm still here, as I'm always saying, before you uh, go to the summit. Okay?
1: Yes, absolutely. But you said something very important, which I think I I want to remind all of us as we sign out, is that tomorrow is never certain. We know about yesterday. We know about now because we're here but next minute or so, we have no idea. Therefore, we, we have no time to waste. Thank you.
0: Totally true. Okay, bye. Bye. Thank you for listening. And don't forget to get in touch with me or Sibu Siso and donate. I made a promise. I'm the first to donate for this adventure that is going to benefit some charities. I'm going to list below Sibu Siso's email and my email.